0: Hello everybody, my name is Darren, I write a blog, it's called A Demon's Voice, about movies and shit like that. You can find it at ademonsvoice.blogspot.com, and I'm also on Twitter at ademonsvoice, which you should definitely follow me, because why the fuck not? Hi you all, hope you're enjoying the uh, coronavirus, it's all very exciting, isn't it? Uh, A lot of people have pointed out it's like Steven Soderbergh's Contagion, that's the one where the diseased Gwyneth Paltrow dies within the first few minutes. Really starting to regret Bullcorder and those candles that smell like her vagina now although I'm probably regretting eating them more. It's all gone a bit mad, hasn't it? Uh, first, a load of foreign people died, and that was pretty terrible. Then Tom Hanks got a sniffle, and they delayed Fast and Furious, and I thought, well, this shit has gone on for far too fucking long. So I ran to the shops to stock up on food before we all got, before we all got stuck in, but uh, I couldn't find any baguettes, which is clearly fucking bullshit. My friend wasn't sure if she was allowed to hire a gardener to mow her lawn either, while she's, you know, locked inside. I don't know about you, but the problems we're facing in this apocalypse seem a lot more middle class than I was expecting them to be. In 28 days later, they have angry monkeys trying to bite their faces off to infect them. But here we're just told to wash our hands a bit, and trust me, I fucking have. My hands are completely fucked. They've gone all bruised and wrinkled like Dumbledores as though I've been out hunting Horcruxes. I'm stuck inside now with nothing to do, and I can't even have a wank without feeling as though I'm being abused by my magical head teacher. The only other person who's ever washed their hands as frantically as I am these days is Lady Mcfucking Beth. At least she got a fucking castle out of it. I also wish that when I jokingly packed my zombie survival kit all those years ago that I'd put more thought into it than just a packet of cards, a harmonica, and a massive pink 12-inch dildo. What did I possibly think I would need a harmonica for? Anyway, so I've been obviously watching Netflix, because... Other than wanking my dick down to the size of a toothpick, there's not exactly much else to do now, is there? And recently I saw there was a film called The Platform on there, which looked quite exciting. And so that is what I'm going to talk to you about now. Uh, And you are going to listen, because what else have you got to do? Enjoy! Cheers! Look. I'm not saying that Netflix has intentionally started this coronavirus bullshit, but it is all beginning to look a little suspicious. What better way to get us all watching their service by having us put under house arrest for fear of catching bat-aids? Not only that, but they've literally just released a new film called The Platform that is so perfectly timed for right now that I reckon they flat-out fucked that flying rat themselves. The Platform is a Spanish-language horror film about a man, goreng, who wakes up to find himself trapped on a grotty random floor of a grotty random tower block. Unlike the rest of us, who would only find ourselves in this environment if we decided to dabble in being a crackhead for a little while, Goreng is actually imprisoned here. There is a hole in both the floor and the ceiling of his room, by which a table full of food is able to magically glide down once a day for him to eat from. The only catch is that the higher up the tower you are, then the more food you'll have to choose from, with those nearer the bottom only being able to scavenge the scraps that they might have been left with. Admittedly, that is quite a catch. Any of this sounding familiar yet, by the way? Because right now I am stuck in a small building with only the food I could find after you fucking bastards had grabbed everything off the fucking shelves first. The only difference between what's happening to Gorang and what's happening to us is that Gorang hasn't been offered a seven-day free trial of Pornhub's admittedly quite exciting sounding premium service. The irony of the setup is that there is enough food for everybody on every level if only those that got to it first were able to ration what they took. Unfortunately, you might have noticed that people are greedy fuckers, and so those at the top of the tower are seen shoveling more than they need into their selfish piece-of-shit mouths. Kind of like the middle-aged woman I spotted at the supermarket the other day, scrambling to put the last ten bottles of milk into her trolley. Who the fuck needs ten bottles of milk? Because unless she has some sort of cow fetish, and needed all of that milk to prop up her dairy-based sexual deviancy, I suspect she was being an inconsiderate fucking bitch. Of course, I'm not the first person to point out that this film draws inspiration from the allegory of the long spoons, but it's worth repeating nonetheless, mostly so that I can seem clever for knowing what that is. In case you don't know, it's a parable in which a group of people in heaven and a group of people in hell are all given a bowl of food and a massive fuck-off spoon to eat it with. I guess that in this parable both heaven and hell are presented as a kind of kid's game show that would have once been hosted by Dave Benson Phillips, if you know who that is. In Hell, the group go hungry because their spoons are too large to feed themselves, but in Heaven, everybody gets their fill because they use their large spoons to feed the person next to him. I don't know if the people in Heaven made aeroplane noises whilst feeding each other, but I'm gonna imagine that they did. The point of the story is, of course, that by looking after their fellow neighbour, the individual was better able to serve the needs of the entire collective. You might argue that this isn't true in the film, because in this system, selfishness will always be more beneficial to those people at the top. Except that once a month, the inmates are all moved to a different level at random, with those who were previously doing well from this cycle of selfishness potentially now finding themselves a victim of it. By lacking consideration when they were in a more privileged position, they continued this pattern of only looking out for oneself in the way that those who have been panic buying during the pandemic have. If you were left to go hungry and then suddenly found yourself with more than you needed, it'd be understandable that you might now think... Well, nobody left anything for me, so why the fuck should I leave anything for anybody else? The last time I went for food, there was so little on the shelves that I had to decide if flavoured sex lube might add a bit of taste to my single bland bag of vegetables. If you're ever in this situation, then I recommend the cheeky cherry flavour, but be aware that it'll be like you're going down on a fucking Cabbage Patch doll. I'd argue though that this film is an even better metaphor for the perks of selfishness than the allegory of the long spoons because, as kind as using oversized utensils to feed the person next to you might be, it isn't exactly a great example of social distancing, is it? Regardless of whether I was in heaven or hell, I just used my massive spoon to push the person next to me further away whilst I ate my food with my hands because I'm not a fucking idiot. The one other gimmick that the film adds to keep this thing interesting is that every person that's been locked into this tower has been allowed to take in one luxury item. I guess it's kind of like Desert Island Discs, except that instead of being there to listen to ten of your favourite songs, you're there to starve to the point that your own dick might start to look delicious. Which, admittedly, mine always does anyway. Each inmate is imprisoned on their floor with one other person, and so you get an interesting insight into your cellmate, based on what they've decided to bring in with them. It also adds an extra level of interactivity for us as an audience as we ponder what we might take in with us. I've just had a quick Google and it turns out that you can buy a jetpack on eBay for about 1500 quid. So, I guess that. Or a flashlight, I suppose it would depend on my mood when asked. Gorang takes the book Don Quixote in with him, which is a pretty good idea. Don Quixote is the story of a man that has a noble determination to change the injustices around him, whilst going about doing so in a way that many consider to be quite silly. I wonder if that is a little insight and foreshadowing into who Gorang is, and what he might go on to do. I couldn't possibly say. It is. Don Quixote is a huge book, too, and so not only would it act as a long-term source of entertainment, but if John Wick 3 is anything to go by, it'd probably make a pretty good weapon as well. During this coronavirus outbreak, it seems that most people have selected Toilet Roll as their luxury item to be locked in with, which just goes to prove my long-standing theory that most people are full of shit. Unfortunately, Göring's grouchy cellmate thought ahead and brought a massive fuck-off knife as his item. He's only been paired with Göring thanks to his previous cellmate having mysteriously died after the two spent a few weeks of living on one of the very lowest floors. I wonder what happened to the previous cellmate, you ask yourself while suspecting that you've already gotten it figured out? How hungry would you have to be before you considered cannibalism? It's another thing to think about as the film plays on. I'm a vegetarian in reality because of my love of animals, but I couldn't give a solitary shit about other people. If I go to the shop one more time and find them short of so much as a packet of fucking super noodles, then I'm going straight to the Chianti Isle before going full Hannibal Lecter on the rest of the world. I'll take total ownership of my upcoming Rampage 2, by the way. In the movie, nobody ever takes any personal responsibility for their situation by instead choosing to blame those above and below. It's not like their anger isn't justified, but they all fail to see their own place in the system too. It's another obvious metaphor for the way that we treat each other based on class, but one that'll hopefully sink in as we sit locked in our houses and wonder if our behaviour might have contributed towards this pandemic. Did Netflix really plan this entire worldwide disaster to get a few people watching their streaming service? No, of course not, that would be ridiculous. Disney Plus has just launched in the UK and so it's way more likely to have been them responsible. I'm sure if we all had to find ourselves relating to a movie, we'd hope it was a hardcore porno although I do always find myself relating to that dead-behind-the-eyes look of a porno actor. But as we're stuck in right now with nothing much to do, you could do way worse than deciding to watch the platform. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and see you next time.